Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. So, Big Josh, I got like two things I got to talk to you about today before we get into the show. Talking about indie games once again. Of course, last week we did our indie game of the year, all sorts of fun, but we didn't talk about the news. This week, we're coming at you with a whole bunch of news stories. I'm excited. We finally have some news stories to talk about. It's going to be fun. But before we talk about that, I have to, one, just point out, okay, well, I guess I got a few things to talk about. Uh, One, there's this thing where, like, people will only eat popcorn hot, you know, like right off, right right out the go. You heat up your popcorn. People are only into it then. Are you one of those people? Okay, so you'll you'll eat like an old you'll eat technically old popcorn if it's caramel popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. caramel popcorn doesn't have to be hot. It's just the whole point. Or if like if it's covered in chocolate or whatnot. Like, I was gonna say matter. like what about the like the big tins that come with the yeah. three different types? Yeah, Dude, that's like my cheese, fucking jam. The caramel and the regular popcorn. Yeah, those yeah, are like even a, though, a staple to Christmas. Even though, in all honesty, I fucking despise caramel corn. Like, I hate it so much, dude. It's it fucking sucks. It's I'm, like be candy or be nothing. You know what yeah, I mean? But, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of of popcorn in general. Like, it's okay, but yeah, I'm not I'm not a big like popcorn fan. It's good. I'll eat it, but I'll ne- I'll never go out of my way to be like, you know what? I'm really craving some popcorn. It would be like someone has popcorn. And they're like, do you want this? And I'd be like, I guess I'll have some. But there's really? never. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Even in. So uh, Trader Joe's has this thing called Jingle Jangle, which is this really delicious chocolatey snack thing that they do. And it's just like a mixture of a bunch of stuff in a tin. It's always like their Christmas little thing. And it's like these really cool s'mores cookies, uh, chocolate covered pretzels, these like. They're basically MMs, but they're like little chocolate candies, they call them. And then there's like the popcorn covered in chocolate. Oh, and these little tiny like Reese's pieces type things. It's just diabetes in a tin is what you're saying. It's pretty great. Okay. Um, But I eat it and I'm just like, these pretzels and these little cookies are fucking great. And then I just eat all of those and I'm like, man, now I just got a bowl of fucking things I don't want. (laughs) It's just like fucking trail mix and shit. You just eat all the good parts and you're like, now I'm stuck with a bag of raisins. This fucking sucks. You're like, I duped myself. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm. A fan of popcorn. I like using right, popcorn. Right. Especially like movie theater popcorn, whatever. But I'm the only person I know, and it makes me feel like some sort of like depraved human being. Like this is one of the things akin with like me enjoying to eat sunflower seeds whole that people would point to as like deviant behavior, borderline sociopathic. Um, I love old popcorn. It's, I fucking, it's such a good snack, you know? So like, I will make popcorn sometimes and then just purposely not eat it for hours. 
And so it gets, so it ages like a fine wine and then I eat it, you know? And it's definitely weird. I understand that it's weird, but like, dude, it's, I can't tell you how much I love going to the movies one day, getting that like free refill of popcorn right before we leave, setting it on the counter. And then the next day, just fucking just down in that whole popcorn. So good. That's it's fucking super weird. I so good. Have never heard that before. But all really, right. I've okay. There's never, but I don't know. I guess I don't hang out with a lot of people who are always eating popcorn either. So I don't. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah. I get that. I do love those popcorn tins though because it's just like it's old popcorn. Like that's what it is. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. It's exactly what I wanted for Christmas. Outside. I mean, that caramel corn fucking sucks. And you know what pisses me off? When they do the have, they do it in like the thirds. The threes, But yeah, yeah. they go half, half of it's caramel corn. And that other half, they split it between normal popcorn and the cheese popcorn. I'm like, you fucked me, okay? <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is so fucking bullshit. Like, I so don't- are, you, are you a fan of the cheese, though? Or are you just oh, a hater? Yeah. Okay, so you just hate the caramel I, corn. Yeah, I love the cheese. I just hate caramel corn. Like, it's okay. not, I just, I hate it. I hate it so much. Mm, I don't get, I get it. it. Like, my wife exactly likes it. I know exactly what to send you for Christmas this year. I'll fucking die, bro. You sent me some caramel corn, I'll I'm die. gonna buy. I'm going to buy two of them, and I'm going to then dump out the regular popcorn and cheese so that I can give you just two halves of caramel corn. <laughs> Or even worse, like basically send me one that looks like it's entirely just the cheese and normal stuff. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the second I get past the first layer, that it's first just a like whole layer, of caramel just, corn. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just like a photorealistic picture on top. Like I, I don't know how you do that to mimic texture, but like I go to grab it and my hand just like you know whatever. Dunks. It's a hologram. My hand goes through. It's caramel corn. I kill myself. You know what I mean? I can't wait. That'd be that'd be a sick prank right there. That'd be pretty sweet. I yeah. I'd have to appreciate that just a little bit, you know. <laughs> but that's, that's it. Outside of that, there's another thing that I noticed recently. Is that okay. like, bro, bro. Fucking ginger ale is delicious and I don't get it. Like it doesn't make any sense. And maybe this is like the the 80 year old in like a 26 year old body kind of a thing. Like it's one of the symptoms of what I'd say like I'm plagued with, which is just mm. old person soul. Yeah. Um, but dude, fucking my wife, like I'm trying not to drink soda or anything, uh, just drinking a bunch of water and stuff. And my okay, wife, good, like good. she she gets like a, just a couple of different things, but this week she bought ginger ale and I was like, you know what? I want something like a little bit fizzy with my dinner yesterday. I was like, can I have yeah. one of those ginger ales? Like it's whatever. I like, I fuck with a LaCroix on occasion. Like I fuck, just like, it's whatever. I thought it was going to taste like that. I thought it was going to taste like you teabagged never some seltzer water with a cherry. Before? Never, never. What? I've never had ginger ale before. What? Yeah. Dude. So she was like, yeah, you can have one. And I grabbed it. I was like, oh. Fuck me, this shit is delicious. And the weird thing is, it's even like the zero sugar ginger ale. So it's worse, but it's still so good. Like it, I'm seriously like, I don't get it. I've been, I feel like I've been lied to my whole life. It doesn't make any sense. They're like, oh, Pepsi's the best for you. It definitely won't make your like veins rock hard. You know what I mean? And ginger ale's just sitting over here. 
being delicious as fuck. Zero everything. I don't know how it has a taste. Everything's like 0% except for sodium, which still doesn't make sense to me. I was like sitting out there. My wife is like, yeah, they advertise some sodas as zero sodium. And I was like, it's just chemicals, baby. (laughs) I was like, salt in this fucking soda? What is this about? But yeah, Yeah, that was all it is. Wow. I cannot believe you've never had ginger ale before. I used to really enjoy it. I don't really drink much sodas anymore, but every so often I'll have one and I do enjoy it. Oh, nice. A nice uh, man for those listening. You got to check that video out. That was a great sip. So good. Canada Dry. Sponsor us, baby. Speaking of video last thing i want to show you today my wife got this box of like cat toys she got she gets for her to play with yeah exactly um she got really into it's actually kind of hilarious my roommate's son like has all these fucking dope ass toys he's got like the indominus rex he's got a big (laughs) chase that he can ride around the house on but he a big big version of your friend toys yes a big version of my friend no chase from paw patrol like the dog that's a police officer i I guess yeah i should have elaborated on that a little bit uh it's just like a gigantic human being that he can ride on um no so we have just like he has all these dope ass toys but loves playing with the cat toys for some reason and it's so funny but my wife has gotten really into subscription boxes recently like Mm -hmm. she even gets like produce delivered in subscription boxes it's so weird but she got all these cat toys with catnip in them and she got one of them and she thinks it's like hilarious that i want to show this to you this is once again a video thing so you're gonna have to check it out this thing looks like a cock, Ooh, dude. A, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a microphone, but yeah. I was talking to my wife. I was like, it's too flaccid to oh, be a man. microphone. And it has like this head on it that totally looks like a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, man. So just, I want everyone to revel in the fact that this looks like R2-D2's dong. For just a couple seconds, you know, before we get into the indie games for today, I want you to know this is a robot penis, definitely not a microphone. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what you're missing out on if you're not uh, watching us. Exactly. Check out check out the YouTube. You know, you can see my dope ass tips of the Canada Dry, and you can see robot penises. Uh, hello and welcome we to IndiePod, an Indie Games podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. This week, we are bringing you one news story. It's, it might be technically a quick one, but of course, we have a whole bunch of stuff in News Cram. We are going to talk about our indie shoutouts for this month. Going to answer some... I want to say uh, disturbing questions from Mr. Philip Renshaw, the that's Wombat true. Emperor of Australia. And then we're just going to fuck off because that's the end of the podcast. We're done. Uh, tired. We do. I've got to I've got to edit this. I've got to edit and put up our book club because yesterday I was like, I'm going to do that. And then I totally forgot. So I got to do that after this. Whoops. And just like so much good stuff. But before we get into that, I would like to introduce myself, Von Hyde, alongside my illustrious co-host, the biggest of average Josh Bullies. How you doing today, big Josh Bully? I'm doing good. Apparently better than you. I don't have to uh, edit a bunch of episodes after this, so things are yeah. looking up. I mean, um, I kind of fucked myself, dude. Like, I, I definitely did. I should have just done it yesterday, but I got caught up watching Metabots and then I had to go buy a new pair of pants, and then my wife made a fucking ham, and it was delicious. Like, Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know how you would fit anything into that schedule. That just sounds I know. like too much. Life is I just got, too good right now, bro. I got fucked by my own sleep schedule last night. Noise. Look, I never sleep. I Anytime I 
I'm supposed to go to bed. I'm always playing Isaac or some other game because I'm an <laughs> of idiot. Of course you are. It's like three in the morning and I'm like, I got to go to bed. And I usually get roughly around like, you know, four or five hours of sleep. It's like my use. So yeah. last night I was like, all right, I'm going to start the week off good. I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to get, it was like a full eight, nine hours of sleep. And I was so ready for it. I had the worst sleep. I just like sat there just staring and I like could not go to bed. I felt so tired, like so much worse than any night that I've ever just gotten my four hour usual sleep. And I was like, this is the worst. I've spent like nine hours doing nothing. I could have just been playing games. What am I doing right now? Yeah, I've like every Sunday I try to make sure that I go to bed a little bit earlier because I'm like, got to record the podcast and everything. I no. want to have a good start to the day, whatever. Every time I try to go to bed instead, I basically just lay there and it's yeah. like, it's not 2 a.m. yet. You don't go to bed at this time. Like, uh -huh. your body are you knows. fucking kidding me, bro? So it's so tough, man. My body just yeah. wants me to get Alzheimer's. That's all it is. <laughs> It's just like, it's slowly deteriorating and it's like, you can't take us from this path, bitch. It's yeah. not going to happen. My body is so. just slowly breaking down. It's the point of getting old. My my shoulder, like my, apparently it's your rotator cuff or whatever the hell they call it. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. I guess ligaments or tendons in there are just like not working right. And they were like, mm -hmm. yeah, you might have to get surgery. <laughs> and I was like, don't want to do that. And I was like, like, you got to calm down on that Dutch rudder, big Josh boy. But, You're doing you know, a little bit too I'm much going, of this, you know what yeah, I mean? It's the left one. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm going to try doing a bunch of dumb physical therapy uh, type workouts for a while and see if that helps. And if not, <laughs> might have to get my arm fucked up. Isn't it hilarious that like... Uh, we have evolved however far and then we just stopped at like, yeah, ever your life basically just goes downhill after like 25. Like yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. kind of just, you just break down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, humans weren't meant to last this long, you know? I mean, maybe it has to do something with inbreeding. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe we did this to ourselves. Like our cousins are a little bit too cute, you know? And it was like, whatever, but. You know how just, we always seem fine. to get there on this show. It's just something I enjoy to talk about, apparently. I so guess before so. we get into anything else, I would like to go through our housekeeping. Please check out our developer interview going live this Wednesday, which is, of course, Wednesday, the 26th of January. That is with Shotgun Anaconda, the developer of Velocity Noodle. Looks actually really interesting and really weird at the same time. I'm, yeah. It, it, very fast paced. It seems, it seems cool. Okay, check it, it's, out. Uh, check it out. It's a pretty cool game. It literally just dropped like, uh, I think last week. So uh, listen to it. If you like what you hear, definitely pick it up. It looks fun. All right. There you go. While you're on your browser, why not head over to Teespring? You could pick up a IndiePod t-shirt, a dope-ass sweater like the big Josh boy right there is wearing. And, you know, other stuff. I'm not going to specify anything. Uh, head over to YouTube. That's all we do. And subscribe over there. You can like our videos. Oh, you can leave us a comment letting me know how dumb I look. Whatever. How cute the big Josh boy is. Whatever you want to oh. do. Leave us oh, reviews yeah. on any site in which you can do so. Specifically, iTunes and Spotify help us out a bunch and lastly thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at the three dollar tier or higher if you give us any amount of time any amount of your money you are absolutely fantastic and we adore you for it but we got to thank those three dollar 
patrons. Oh my God. It's once again, a time that I just blanked. No yeah. longer remembered words. It, but at least this time wasn't like in our book club yeah. where I did you it for like it. a solid minute. That and was... said this time was like a couple seconds and I was back on it. Yeah. That, um, I'm not going to keep it in the book club episode. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But, is obviously that part's going to get taken out because yeah. that was a bit more... Uh, it's a bit more ridiculous. You, yeah. you're, you're like, oh man, I wish people could see it though. Cause it there was, was like hilarious. a real part in our book club episode where I was in the middle of a thought and then I just stopped. Yeah. And I <laughs> just, just like looked at Josh and I was like, I forgot how to talk. <laughs> I love, I loved it, man. It's one of those things where you look, you're looking at it and you're like, wow, his brain literally just turned off right now. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's exactly what happened. It was just like, I'm done. That's enough for today. But y'all will never see it. That's that's your problem. You know what I mean? Thank yeah. you so much. Ryan, Ethan, a gamer for fun. John, it's just John, bro. Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the one bit improv Australia, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You are all so amazing. And big Josh boy, you have been playing uh, Olesia by Skeleton Crew Studios and Thomas Olson. I believe is how you'd say that. Yeah. Please tell me about it. I'm assuming you're playing both of these, uh, this and Nobody Saves the World on Xbox Game Pass. That is correct. So <laughs> Oliha is actually a game that I talked with the developer uh, about a year ago or so because this game came out uh, a year ago but was recently released on Xbox Game Pass. That's how I ended up playing it. Um, I actually regret not playing it earlier and not picking it up because it was a lot of fun. I played it from, you know, start to finish. Uh, it's only about a four, four, five ish hour type game. So relatively short. Um, but it's got this really interesting mechanic where you, well, let me backtrack and just say kind of like the story, uh, the setup of it. You're this individual who is in a town that is kind of starving and you venture out to find food for your village. You end up uh, on your boat going through this storm and crashing into this island. And it's this island of basically people who the way it kind of works is it's these people who have been in similar situations. They've drifted into that world and kind of just been left to to die sort of it's this very uh disheartening type island and there's also these these like cursed beings or these uh types of like just haunted villains that are all scattered throughout the islands in this area so it's you basically being the 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 savior of these people by just trying to travel through and find your way home and in that process you end up getting followers and end up getting people who are there to fight on your side but the reason why you're kind of like the chosen one is you find this spear that has these magical properties where when you throw it, you can uh, ricochet it back to you. So you can like have it teleport. And so it's got this really cool mechanic where you can throw it, you can dash to it and teleport to the spear. So it allows a lot of opportunity of really quick movement in the game to be able to constantly just go from one side of the map to another to uh, eventually do a bunch of different puzzles where you have to stick the spear into certain areas to unlock other you know types of walls. And eventually you get to do something with a sword as well. And you have like 
a subset of secondary weapons. So you have like a rapier, you have like a shotgun, you have uh, a, a crossbow. And so you use these combinations of things to fight the enemies and bosses throughout this land to get these keys to open up a, a basically like this door that will get you back to your own uh, homeland. Um, I won't go into any more of like the story or kind of like the craziness that ensues, but I think that it's a short experience. It's really fun. Uh, and one of my favorite parts is the, uh, main type of like upgrades or things that you can modify the game with are hats. Oh, you can make okay. little hats. Yeah. That's cute. It's even a, even an achievement for making the developer's favorite hat. Like, that seems pretty interesting. There's very few achievements in the game, and it's like I think a hundred gamer score, which is like ridiculous just Not to build much this. At all? Well, no, it's it's a lot in comparison to like. Oh, I thought you meant like the game itself. No, only no, had no, no, no. Like that score. I was like, one. that's not a lot. Just to build that hat, it's like I think a hundred, and they're just like, here you go, because there's only like ten achievements in the game. So I was like, what the hell? Um, but anyway, achievement score doesn't matter. Um, the hats are really cool. Uh, I would recommend going for the poison one that just like you kill things and poison just shoots out of you. It just wrecks bosses. Super good. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Like I said, there's not too much more, but if you are looking for a small little, it's kind of like a Metroidvania, but not really. It's more of just like an action platform type game, um, but it does have you traveling back and forth sometimes. Uh, but if you like uh, games with a lot of fast progression as far as like uh you know momentum and and movement on the map because you have the ability to constantly throw your spear and teleport to the place that you're uh throwing your spear you have uh, a lot of just these puzzles and different areas to go through i would recommend the game hands down it is uh a a banger i would say oh bringing back the banger big yeah, josh boy back okay the so it's pronounced Oliha? Yeah, Oliha. So it's Oh, it's, I've been the, fucking that up for a long time. Yeah. And like you, ever I mean, since it was revealed. <laughs> yeah. And it's basically you know that because it's like when you start up the game, it'll go Oliha. And it's oh, it's okay. the name of like this princess or this like queen of the land or someone that's highly respected that you're constantly going back and forth to. Um, I remember yeah. that the game has this like really minimalist art style yes. where it's like, yes. it's, I, I, I guess I should say it's like eight bit for the most part. It's kind of interesting yeah. at yeah. the very yeah. least, but the gameplay, the way you explain it sounds really fun. It's yeah, it was a lot of fun. The one thing that I will say is there's like, there's little moments in the game that kind of suck when it comes to like, I you can move so fast in this game where you're, you know, you're dashing back and forth, you're, you're fighting things, you're going from one side of the map to another. Um, but then you have like these moments where the game will just kind of lock you into these, these states of just kind of like sitting there and waiting for things to happen. And it really just kills that momentum. It'll be like, oh, you want to go to another map, like to a different area? Okay, get on the boat, tell the guy, and, and you have to like pick where you want him to, row you over to and then there's like a 10 second between each place that you go to where he's like rowing a boat and you're like waiting for him to get to the edge of the dock and you're like motherfucker just get me there and just let me run like why do you have to make me wait every time we go to a new place it's like the mass effect elevator but if no one spoke to you it's got like zero yeah. exposition you're just so like he, sitting there he'll like he'll talk he'll talk to you but it's not like 
it's the same kind of, you know, uh, mumble text where it's there's text there, but it's like, oh, <laughs> and you're like, OK, great. But like, I don't really care as much. I could read and also move forward if I needed to. Like, it's fine. But anyway, small things. It's like little things that kind of break that momentum that I think are what make the game so great are the negatives. But the actual gameplay, the battling to it, like, I think it's it's really well done. All right. You are also playing Nobody Saves the World by Drinkbox Studios. Big Josh Boy has got like a pulsing penis for this game. I want to hear about it. Tell me how much you love it. Tell me why uh, it's inferior to The Binding of Isaac in every way. I won't say that. Nobody Saves the World is a really good game. I'm very much enjoying it. I do agree with a lot of people who have given it kind of a, I like it, but it's not amazing type ratings. Um, or reviews it's a really good game but it does have parts where it gets kind of like it's a grind fest like in a good way though um it's very (laughs) much like it feels like a sunday afternoon you know sit down you got snacks you're just kind of like playing seeing how far you can level up your characters the the whole idea is um and i've talked about this before in the demo it's it's the same uh, if you play the demo, like that intro is the exact same experience you're going to get. There's nothing different from that, which makes sense because it was fairly close to the actual release date when that demo came out and when I talked about this. But the main premise is you are nobody. That's why it says nobody saved the world. You're just a nobody. You're this character who's just like a naked white blob looking thing. And you find a magical wand and you're able to transform into these different uh, creatures or these different beings. And so uh, you you find out more about the story that that's kind of interesting. I, I like where it's going right now. But the whole premise behind this is really just you're a nobody. You transform into these different creatures. You then in each of these forms get to level up those forms by doing these like little checklist items. So uh, you turn into a horse and you have a gallop move, which like you run really fast into people and it'll be like hit people 50 times with that move and you'll get it. You'll get some experience. You keep doing enough of those checklists and you level up. You go from F all the way to A and then A to S rank. And as you level those up, you then unlock more. So you'll get to, you know, you'll do the horse get him to, I think it's like C level, and then it turns to a turtle, and you get to be a turtle. And it's cool because the turtle can go in water, and you're like, oh, now there's new places I can explore. Because you find out as the map starts, you know, kind of like once you're done with that first dungeon, there's just this giant, like, overworld. And uh, it becomes very much a walk back and forth throughout the map, turn into these different creatures, uh, do different quests for these guilds. Like there's a thieves guild, there's a warriors, like a knight's guild, and you have to help them out to gain general experience, which every time you level up a form or do something in the world, you get experience for your character in general, which just makes your base stats go up. And you're doing this whole like uh, idea of you know, there's this impending doom. There's this thing called the calamity, which is like this, these evil beings that are uh, terrorizing the world and you're trying to stop them is the the main idea behind the back, background of the story. And the, the main person who normally would fight them, this grand wizard is missing for some reason. So you're trying to find him and also help the calamity, like help get rid of the calamity. Um, That's an unfortunate uh, I know. moniker there. Isn't it? Isn't <laughs> like, it? Uh, did you do like, that on purpose? Is his yeah. name David Duke? Like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, 
it's got a lot of character to it. A lot of the times when you talk to people, they're like really strange one line type uh, sentences where you're like, okay, what the hell? Like, it's very quirky. I do enjoy the writing to this. I love the the different characters and the different forms you get. But as you start getting to a certain point, it becomes a grind where you're just like, all right, I'm just going to have to keep like leveling these characters up and trying to do their little checklist items rather than progress through the story because I need to just upgrade these forms to get new forms, to get levels, to get stronger, to get like, and it becomes this loop, which is fun, but it does have a, a bit of that like, you know, could this have been a shorter game if you just took out a bit of the grinding, right? Um, I've heard that it's like a 15 hour experience. I've played probably like, seven or eight so far now i'm enjoying it though like i don't mind it but it is like it is one of those things where some people i can see getting kind of like burnout from it of just being in that fashion of ah, i don't want to keep leveling these characters up but i do like it um i think one of the coolest parts is that every time you level up these characters you get abilities that you can use and passive abilities from each of them and as you unlock those forms and get higher levels you can then swap out abilities and passives from one form to another so like you have a zombie character that you can be that gets passive like this every time you do damage you get health back so you can take that away from the zombie and put it on another character so you could have your warrior now does that as well which is like an interesting thing because you can have you know vice versa a warrior who has the zombies spell that turns people into zombies and so you can just start creating this weird zombie warrior type build like it just depends on what you want to play around with the game kind of like with some of the passive uh checklist items for experience will push you in that direction by saying like oh you have to use this specific skill with a character but after you're done with that you just play around with what's your favorite things to put on characters um and then there's just like a ton of dungeons and different quests, like I said, around the the world. But I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm enjoying it. I definitely can see why there are some people who are like, it's good, but not amazing. Like, I, I agree with this. I wouldn't say that this is going to be obviously this is so early in, but like, I'm sure there's going to be games out there that top this for like my 2022 game of the year. Right. But as of right now, it's one of my favorite things that I've played this year. Okay. All right. Did they still have that weird thing you told me about where you'll like show up as nobody and then like later on you'll show up as a rat and they'll talk to you how you're still not wearing yeah. a shirt or whatever and you're just like, I'm a rat, dude. What? Yeah. So there is a little bit of that because if if you have like a very serious storyline moment, like a cutscene, it'll snap you back to being the nobody from whatever character you oh, were. So okay. it like kind of makes sense. But then there will be people that you talk to that say the same lines and it like it doesn't make sense like that lady is is basically saying like hey you got no pants on and then you'll walk around as a horse and be like you got no pants on and it's like bitch horses don't need pants like what are you doing <laughs> but then we only the, know you want to see my fat cock in the breeze what do you mean that's true come on now but then at the same time you'll have like the shopkeep who knows that you're going to be in different forms and will say something based on each form you're in like if you're the slug he'll basically make a joke about being like oh you're gross go away and then he's like ah just kidding you get your slimy butt over here or something like that i don't know if i can know but that's weird that 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 makes me like it reminds me of in bloodborne like i i think it's like insight once you get a certain amount of insight you can actually start to see the eldritch beings like 
within the world of Bloodborne that weren't there before. Yeah, and yeah, it seems yeah. like this fucking guy just have some weird sort of like Lovecraftian sense where he's like, I can see you, but everyone else just sees like this naked dude running around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I I don't really know uh, how much goes into that for you know what they wanted to do with. I guess some of those are just their static lines, no matter what character you have. But I do like that there are some quests that like they pay uh or they play into the fact that you have to have those certain forms unlocked or have uh certain forms that you use to complete the quest so there's this one in the thieves guild that you have to walk in and buy a bunch of different knives and it's this thing where you can only buy it one like the special is you can only buy this knife one per person and so you're like okay it'll be good because you have all these different forms and so i have like a ton of forms and i go in and i go in as a horse and the guy's like hey you can't read the sign no animals allowed. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. And I'm like, what the hell? And so then I, I come in as a mermaid and he's like, hey, did you read the sign? No animals or mutants. And he's like, and you're half mutant. So get out. <laughs> like, so it's things like that where I had to find different forms that were all like human types to walk in and like complete the quest. So there's little things like that that are kind of cool. All right. That's cute. Uh, for me this week. Obviously, you could see in our doc, I'm not really playing anything. I've just been playing a whole bunch more Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm trying to finish this fucking game, dude. And it's such a slog sometimes to the point where like the other day I was like, I, I was like, I fucking hate that this is this way. Like every time you you basically there are these tablets that are just randomly scattered throughout the map. So you can't just find, you have to look inside of these skulls littered throughout maps to then like show them on the map. And then they'll be in these areas. You can't just like stumble on them. You have to do this other thing first, which sucks because like I talked about before, sometimes you'll go through an area, clear it, and then you'll find the thing and have to go back and fucking gather them. And I'm just, I'm getting so fucking sick of it, dude. And I was like, oh, I was so fucking close. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Josh just put in the dock of Dragon Age bullshit. So just enjoy that. Um, Over the weekend, I was so close to just like, I was like, I got my PS5. I just want to play fucking Bloodborne without a jet engine right next to my face. (laughs) Like, uh, I could do it right now. And luckily... I didn't play any because I had to update the game and I was like, ooh, you almost got me, Temptation. You almost got me. But I seriously think I'm just going to stop doing side quests. I just don't give a fuck. I'm like, I'm 60 hours into this game. I'm ready to be done, dude. I'm, I'm, I just, I, I'm done. You Sounds know? like you're having I'm, a great time. I'm trying to get all of like, because you have all these different companions and I'm trying to hang out with all of them and do their quests. But some yeah, of them, yeah. I'm like, you just suck as a person. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Like, I fucking hate you. And I can't figure out, like, every one of your ideals, I'm just on the opposite side. So unless I want to piss everybody else off, uh-huh. I have to piss you off. It's just, it's super annoying. But dude, my fucking, I'm, I'm working off of this, like, game stagy build or some shit like that. It's like some random build I found for the Night Enchanter specialization for mages. Mm-hmm. And I fucking shred it's insane i literally like wipe out entire groups of enemies in one hit i've been working on the depths dlc which is when you go into the deep roads which for those who don't know 
Dragon Age, it's kind of a cool thing. It's like they're these old dwarven catacombs that were then taken over by these vaguely zombie creatures called Darkspawn. It's 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 a lot. There's a lot that goes into like the world of Thetis, but I was like running through and opened up this door and there were like a shitload of enemies and I just threw down two spells and killed them immediately and my computer like bugged out and I was stuck under the map and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I couldn't like, I couldn't fucking move at all. I was just like basically between the map and under it. So I was just like, ooh, and I had to like, exit the game and then go back into the game luckily for some reason it saved right before that happened (laughs) so i was like right there but otherwise i was like great i'm gonna have to fucking redo so much dumb shit but yeah it was weird i'm just fucking murking bitches with this build though which might make it a little bit less interesting because i never have a hard time i just throw down like two spells and kill everything but it's still fun it's still a lot of fun just remember kids save often Exactly, dude. I've probably saved like 600 times in this fucking game. I save like every five minutes. It's insane, you know? But whatever. We have thoroughly covered the indie games that Big Josh Boy's been playing and my Dragon Age bullshit, so it's time to hop into our news stories. Our first and only news story for this week comes our way we have Nintendo Life. It is written by Kate Gray, and it is Super Rare launches publishing label Super Rare Originals with five new games. So Super Rare Games, they are known for doing physical copies of indie games. In here it says, like, They put out one roughly every three weeks, which I feel like is a pretty good estimate because I'm constantly having to fucking write these things up in our news cram segment. I actually think we have some in there today. I know for a fact we have at least one in there today. So, but they have decided to create this new publishing arm of super rare games and have announced five different games that are going to be included in this uh those are grapple dog a 2d pixel art platformer uh post void which is an arcade style fps with procedurally generated levels the gecko gods is a puzzle adventure game where you play as a tiny lizard lone ruin a roguelite twin stick shooter focused on magic and complete stretchy yeah stretchy a short first person cartoon experience which seems pretty weird my biggest <laughs> issue i uh, what i one thing i just wanted to talk about is like if you want to look into this watch the trailer i guess at your own peril because i don't believe that they have a disclaimer at the front of it that says like hey if you're prone to seizures maybe you should uh f- chill a little bit once you get to that post void thing it's like it gave me a headache and it's only like 10 seconds. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like it really gets into it. But Big Joshua, how, how do you feel about this new publishing arm in Super Rare Games? Yeah. Uh, before I say that, I didn't even think about the seizure uh, idea, but it's a really oh, good- it's real. It's a really <laughs> good point because it does kind of go nuts right from the get-go. Um, which then, I mean, and I get that that's kind of, the theme for that game specifically where these these others are more tame but yeah damn it goes hard right at the start oh Um, yeah it like really gets you into it and it's kind of weird because it's nestled in between these like i would say calmer games then that one's just like and you're like holy shit what the fuck it's really strange because this type of advertisement is like 
pushing the games more than the fact that they are like I, I get that this is kind of a weird thing to do because yeah there's not much to say other than like hey we got games but it is interesting that you start off with those games pushed together because it kind of looks like this weird like this could be one game right and it's just this weird very calm but then something crazy happens and you got all oh, the flashing lights but instead you just got to watch the full two minutes and then you're like oh super rare games okay they're making their own things like what is this um i to talk about what you originally asked me i think this is cool um it's actually funny that we talk about this because i just did an interview with the developer for lone ruin and we talked about the fact that uh, they're now being published by Super Rare because I had reached out before I even knew that. And then the next day, they're like, oh, by the way, this is a thing that you might want to know just while we do the interview. And I was like, cool, just saw that. Really interesting news. And when I talked to them about it, uh, I was like, oh, how long have you been sitting on that? And they were like, oh, since September. And I was like, that's a long time. That, yeah. I, and I guess, you know, maybe that's just normal because th there's just like a lot of buildup, especially since this is their first re like reveal of it. But I was like, that's a long time for them to be like, yes, we agree to you being a part of us, but also shut your mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is a very long time to keep a secret, but this just kind of goes to show how long deals take in yeah, the industry, because sure. I feel yeah. like this isn't an outlier. So however much you might think like these weird like. <laughs> The, these like weird instances of publishing a game that's kind of fucked up or like uh, basically putting out a tone deaf statement and stuff like that about games. These things take a while. It's mm -hmm. not just like off the cuff. So when that happens, you shall probably take anything that they say in defense with a grain of salt. Yeah, but sure. yeah, that is kind of interesting that it was like all the way back in September. I wonder if this was... Like them not saying anything about it was also because they were just like kind of rounding out their slate. Maybe they yeah. wanted to make sure they found these five games before they talked about it. Or right. like maybe they uh, didn't have like the whole pipeline actually done because publishing physical versions of games and actually just publishing games are a little bit different. Right. So right, I don't sure. know. It is really cool. I would it's, actually like to hear from the developers behind this to see how it goes, which they actually do talk about. Um, they made several new hires for this, yeah. which they hired the founder of Curd, Curve Digital, Jason Perkins, the producer uh, at Supermassive Games, Tom King, and the uh, internal QA uh, quality assistance team. Um, yeah, they... they ended up like hiring a decent amount of people for this which mm -hmm. is good i'm glad that they seem to be actually putting an effort into making this like a real part of their label and not just the offshoot of something they're doing when they're not publishing physical games yeah the interesting thing like if you look in the comments and i, I didn't even really think about this at all just because it seems so crazy but we did have a publisher or someone who came out uh, a few months back and said like, hey, we're going to try doing these limited release digital games. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, it was it was something it similar. Was weird. It was something <laughs> similar to like this company where they're known for something different, right? Super rare, known for more physical goodies. Uh, now trying to take this, uh, you know, approach where they're doing digital releases. 
But I wouldn't expect, and based on this, I don't see anything or have any reason to believe that this would be a limited release. And I think there's a lot of things that they can take away from, you know, obviously publishing something physically versus publishing something digitally is going to be different. But like, they already have a foot in the door and know a lot of the things that are going to come their way. So I think it's, uh, you know, a much more scalable and a safe way for this company to continue business and to kind of like stay afloat in weird times when physical might not always be the option. Um, but it's also cool because, and this is one of the things that I was talking to with the developer, I was like, and and they didn't give me like, they couldn't say like what was what because they're still, you know, in contract and they also don't know what will happen. But my question was about, you know, if your game does really well, because super rare is super rare, is there the potential of these games that are digital to then be physical, right? Like they have the the know-how to turn these into physical goodies if one of them does really well or, if, you know, if any of them do really well, which I think is cool because then, you know, you might not get it, but they're the team who would know how to do it if that happened. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was that said that they were doing the like limited release things. I I feel like yeah. it might have been strictly limited, but I'm not 100% sure. I honestly like at the back of my head I feel like it was super rare to be completely honest, mm. but I hope I, not. I don't think so. I'm kind of thrown off by it at this point. I, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll eventually figure it out. I was like trying to type in a bunch of different keywords, but really couldn't find it. Cause of course it just kept coming up with like the limited physical releases. And I was like, not exactly what I was looking for, but thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I do think that this is cool. I think it's like a, a great new way for independent developers to get their games published because I know it can be pretty difficult to do that on your own. Right. Um, and I mean, there, there's also like stuff like the, the Thunderful group, their stuff where they're working on like helping independent developers do this on their own. There are like a bunch of different uh, places that people can go to, to try to do publishing on their own. But it is nice for, I guess uh, it is possibly nice for more outlets to do this. Granted, we don't necessarily know the contracts that they are signing. If anything came out of like the statement from the Scrabdackle developer not too long ago talking about how like they wouldn't have seen any sort of revenue share unless they mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cleared a certain point. Like, and, and people saying that that's actually pretty, like all of the issues that they were bringing up were pretty normal for indie games in this industry. I worry that that is happening with like all of these different publishing labels that come up, but currently that's just kind of an aside. I have no idea. Like I, I don't have any inklings that super rare originals that's happening with them, but I'm not sure. I don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is anecdotal, but the developer who I was talking to for Lone Ruin um, seemed very uh, positive and happy to be working with super rare games so that at least is a good sign uh you know obviously that doesn't mean that everyone's experience is the same or you know maybe they were just saying that because they were on camera and they obviously don't want to shit on the company that just published them but it yeah. seems very genuine from the the conversation that we had so and they they said that they were very like hands-on approach not just kind of like laid back of being like do whatever we don't care so 
seemingly uh it's a good thing and uh yeah we'll see i mean i'm excited to see what else that comes uh from them because they do say they have additional titles that they're working on which is cool um i probably would only really be into lone ruin and same maybe post void but i feel like that would hurt my eyes and those fps games always give me headaches so probably just lone ruin grapple dog looks pretty cool too but i don't know yeah Uh, lone ruin is the only one that i could easily say was for me i feel like the gecko gods might be something that i hopped into if i wanted to just chill for a little bit yeah yeah but yeah, I mean, the games look really interesting. They're definitely some good Jelly Not My Jam things. Like, post-Void, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm not going to play that fucking game. Yeah, it gave yeah, me yeah. a fucking headache after 10 seconds. There's no <laughs> way I could play that game. But Lone Ruin looks pretty fucking dope. So mm-hmm. I would recommend people check that one out, and we'll let you know when the indie developer interview goes live. It's going to be sooner or later, you know? We'll, whatever. Sooner or we'll later. We'll talk about it. That's right. But... That is it for this news story. So it is time for us to hop into News Cram. Cram. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. News Cram is our weekly wrap-up segment. We're the hosts of IndiePod, an IndiePod, an IndiePod podcast in What's happening? Uh, an Indie Games podcast. <laughs> Cram you full of all sorts of Indie Games news. This week, we don't have any quick news stories and, or new deals and quick steals, but instead, got a whole bunch of new stuff for you. So, our first seven items in new stuff come by way of Nintendo Life, where it's reported that platformer Horus by Paul Hellman and Sean Scaplehorn is getting a physical release through Super Rare Games with pre-orders going live on january 27th which by the time that this go yeah those are they're gonna be live by the time this comes out for free feeds so there you go forget it uh the park management game mega aquarium by twice circled has just uh it's freshwater frenzy dlc was just delayed to march 1st Mm. so that kind of sucks for anybody looking forward to it uh the roguelike deck builder castle morihisa I don't know how to say that one. Uh, By Studio Voyager and Iguana Bee is headed to the Nintendo Switch on March 4th. This one actually looks pretty cool. I think you should look into it, Big Josh. Mm. It's got all the things that make you uh, quiver in your underneath. You know what I mean? Mm. All the things that make your pants tight. Uh, That puzzle platformer, What Lies in the Multiverse by Studio Voyager and Iguana... Motherfucker, did I just read that? thing wrong oh the castle morihisa is by smoking bear studios and it is headed to the nintendo switch and pc via steam on february 10th i read the wrong thing uh that puzzle platformer what lies in the multiverse by studio voyager and iguana is headed to the nintendo switch on march 4th 
that platformer Jack and Hat by Cross Game Studio is now available on the Nintendo Switch, that both puzzle platformer Hoa and puzzle game Ever Forward by Pathia Games are getting physical releases through Numskull Games, with Hoa releasing on March 11th and Ever Forward on March 25th. Those are a little bit weird because I guess Numskull only publishes in like the EU or just Europe in general. So I'm not hundred percent certain, but if you want to get copies of those games, I know that like I've heard people say they set up like uh, PO boxes and then just had people ship it to them and all sorts of weird stuff. I don't really know. <laughs> Shit's weird. And I bit my tooth in the middle of saying that. So I'm feeling uncomfortable. Uh, and that turn-based strategy game, Jen gem wizard gem wizard's tactics it's just a weird name dude i guess so plus i bit my teeth so now i'm weird um that gem wizard's tactics by keith bergen games uh is headed to the nintendo switch sometime later this year now over on twinfinite where it supported that adventure game subway midnight by bubby darkstar is headed to consoles sometime later in 2022 I don't know what consoles. The Twinfinite article was just like, consoles. And I was like, consoles, baby. That's where they at. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Uh, that Monster Tamer Coromon by Tragsoft is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam and Mac on March 31st. And that adventure game, The Artful Escape by Beethoven and Dinosaur uh, is headed to both PlayStation platforms as well as the Nintendo Switch on January 25th. Now over on IGN, we're supported that first person horror game, Underworld Dreams, The False King by Drop of Pixel is headed to PC via both the Epic Game Store and Steam sometime this spring. That story-driven RPG Songs of Glimmerwick by East Shade Studios is headed to PC via Steam as well as consoles sometime in 2023. And this one's just a quick one that the Cuphead show will be debuting on Netflix on February 18th. And to round out the group over on GameSpot, it is reported that 2D action roguelike game Have a Nice Death by Magic Design Studios is headed to Steam Early Access on March 8th. So, big Josh boy, we've Mm -hmm, been blessed with mm -hmm, so many mm -hmm. amazing indie games, indie game news stories, and the such that we got to give back to them creators in our next segment. Sorry, indie game shout outs. Big Josh boy, uh, you want to talk about a game called Revita. So I'll just let you take that away. I do. I do. Before we get into that, though, I do want to just talk real quick about uh, two things. One, what I was talking about with that limited release and concern uh, concept was something Mm -hmm. called Super Rare Shorts. It was oh, super rare games. Okay, and I was so like, I knew it in the back of my head. I had to do a bunch of a bunch of uh, just going through our old episodes to find the thumbnail that had it, and then look up an article about it. But Super Rare Shorts was from Super Rare Games, but the idea was that they were going to do exactly this, mm-hmm. but they were going to develop games that were then physical only for a limited time of like the five thousand copies that they do. And people went oh, okay. ape shit, and then they were like, "Oh, well, then maybe we'll do digital afterwards." Remember? Because yeah, they, I remember now. Because people started going real crazy because it was a they rolled dumb it back idea. like literally yeah. the next week. <laughs> and so I guess they totally rolled it back like fully, and they're now like, "Well, let's just do all digital." So I don't know, unless something came of the super rare shorts, but I never heard anything of this afterwards. 
Yeah, maybe so, they're keeping both, but we just don't know. Like, maybe they do have shorts going and also are going to do originals, but... Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Now that I know it's super rare, I'm, like, marginally less excited about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fine if it's digital, because I can't... I can't... Like, the fact that they backpedaled so hard and so quick, I can't imagine that people would be okay with trying to push limited digital releases, because that's nuts. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, that's not necessarily what I'm worried about. I'm just worried about, like, I don't know. It's kind of like I never get excited for a Google thing because Google's always, like, shuttering projects and you just never know what's going to happen. So it's like once somebody starts, like, just tucking away projects, like, mothballing them just within months of each other, I'm like, hopefully this goes well. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, granted, I don't think they would screw over the developers, so at least those five games would come out, but, like, you hope are so. there? Yeah, well, you hope so. But, you yeah. know, are there any others that will actually come to fruition? Like, we'll have to see. Um, and then number two is, I know that Ryan wanted us to talk about the Cuphead show. Are you going to actually watch it? Are you excited for that at all? So from what I understand, it's going to be 12 episodes, 12 minutes a piece. So it's really not that Those long. Are, that's a short series, um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think I'll, like, hop into it. I'll check it out. Like, I really don't, I, I don't, think i'm going to enjoy it and i don't think that it's like something i'm really looking forward to because it is meant to be a kid show um but i think it looks cool like hey maybe i can say i beat cuphead in a way because i watched the 12 episodes i watched (laughs) i want yeah yeah the uh the pacifist run yeah Um, they're like you ever play cuphead and i'm like i mean kind of you know like like i watched the cuphead show so good enough uh well, I mean, you're just speed running through the show, you know? You watch that on yeah, two times yeah. and you're a fucking pro. Um, yeah, I I don't know that I'm going to like it either because the animation isn't the same as Cuphead. Like, they, it's slightly different because the type of animation that it would have been would have been, I don't know why I said would have been twice. Uh, that animation is a lot more time consuming and expensive than the way they did it. Uh, and I, I've seen people who are like, yeah, the voice acting is amazing. I hate the voice that they chose for Cuphead and Mugman. He seems like, I I don't like that he is this like New York mobster voice. Like I gotta watch this fucking trailer. I haven't watched it yet. I just saw that they were like, finally a release date. Yeah. His voice seems so off from what I would have thought from Cuphead. But he he has this very like just New Yorky accent of like I don't know this is a really bad example and I also haven't watched it in a while but he's like come on mug man we gotta do it and like I don't know it just doesn't feel right at all. Uh, seems- I mean to be fair it is this like it's it's vaguely like a moonshining simulator you know what I mean like Inkwell Isle is supposed to be I guess I I would say I believe it is like loosely based off of. I think like culture in Louisiana in a sense. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, and it kind of ties into the rubber hose like Steamboat Mickey theme. Yeah, for sure. So for I guess sure. I could see like I could see a moonshiner being like, "Oh come on, my man, do me!" Like sound like some dumbass hillbilly. So I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. <laughs> no, it's, maybe it's just not... that added layer. I'll be like, "Huh." Yeah, it's... I like the meta game of this, and it's not that much, but it just doesn't feel like when I think you know. It's the same idea of like 
because you didn't really hear any voices in it, you always have this like picture of what they would sound like. The same with like if you read a book and then they made a movie or TV adaption and you were like, this is not who I thought at all when I was reading the book. Like that's very much how this feels to me. It's like every time he talks, I'm like, stop, stop doing that. Stop making that noise. Like it's not right. <laughs> just shut your mouth. Just shut, yeah, just shut your mouth. I'll God probably damn. still like it because I, I love cartoony cartoons, but I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see if I can get past that voice. Anyway. All right. I'm excited to see. Yeah. Tell me about Ravita. Let's do it. So let's go to my indie shout out for Ravita. Now, this is a game that is uh it's been on my kind of like my my eye my radar. Not my eyes. That's a weird way to say it. It's been on my radar for a while now. Um, but it's been in early access for a, a good year or two. Uh I think maybe a year. Maybe I'm giving it a little longer than that. Um, but that being said, it reminds me a lot of Neon Abyss. So a lot in the, the sense of combat, you have a 2D, you're platforming, you know, from kind of left to right, you're jumping around in the space and you have these different guns or these type of blasters that you're shooting enemies and you get a bunch of different power ups that change up your run. Um, I don't know too much about it, but there seems to be, you know, they're, they're constantly adding things to it. I recently saw that as of, I, I believe it was November, they made a post that's pinned uh, on their Twitter page that says something to the nature of, hey, this is our last update until this fully goes live. Like then we'll be done with early access. So I'm kind of just sitting on it, especially now that I've waited so long. But once I hear that their 1.0 release comes out, I'm definitely going to check this out. Um, if people are interested, uh, the best place would be to go to either their Steam page and just go to Revita. So that's R-E-V-I-T-A or to their Twitter, which is at Revita Game, which is just the name of the game and then game right after um it looks cool i would recommend people check it out once again i don't i haven't actually played it from its early access stage so i don't know what it's like uh other than from what i've seen in videos but it looks like it's something that i would enjoy and i can't wait until the 1.0 release so it has almost been a year since it went into early access it seems like it went into early access on march 3rd 2021 mm. so it's it's getting pretty close i actually followed this one on twitter for a decent amount of time before it even went into early access mm -hmm. mainly because i really loved the like i loved the art style for it of yeah. that like blue-haired kid running around with this scarf trailing behind him i thought it looked really cool and at times like the gun would like at, at times during development they would show little bits and like the gun would almost float around you is very weird the game yeah. looks pretty fleshed out now it looks really cool so i'll actually be looking forward to the release watching the steam trailer they have like you can get new heads and hats and stuff like that and it looks yeah. really cool where you get them out of this like it's i, I don't want to say a pachinko machine what is it called um like a I gumball don't know. machine <laughs> yeah almost a gumball machine i forget what they're called but it looks really cool. I yeah, fourteen ninety nine to if you want to get into early access, and mm. then I imagine they probably I, it's a pretty common practice to kick prices up at least a little bit after like leaving early access. So I would assume yeah. this goes up to twenty. Yeah, and they say on there, what's good about that early access page um, for Steam is they usually have these as like the main questions, like just template questions. There's a always one in here, or very often, will the game be priced differently during uh, during and after early access? And they say we plan to gradually raise the price as we ship new content and features. So there is a very good chance that by the time this hits 1.0, the price does go up to like 20 bucks. 
Yeah. So there you go. If you're into it, I don't know, pick it up in early access, then it might move to the the full release. And you'll be like, hell yeah, I got this freaking game. Uh, For me, my indie shout out was actually brought to my attention by Mr. Quist Penwell. Thank you so much. Uh, He just hit me up on Twitter and he was like, hey, I remembered you saying you really liked Momodora. Um, Like the developers actually announced a new game. This is Momodora Moonlit Farewell. Mm -hmm. They like it's uh, developed by Bomb Service, published by Playism. They don't have any like it's a TBA release date, but it looks a lot like Reverie. Uh, Reverie Under the Moonlight. It looks very, very close to that versus I, I, it's not, what is the fucking game that they put out? I keep wanting to say Omori, but that's not it. Minoria. It's, it's not like that art style. It's much more Reverie Under the Moonlight, which is actually what I prefer. Yeah, it looks good. I'm really into it. Plus, there's like the busty elf lady at some point. Oh my goodness. You see that? You see that snake lady? The, the, dude, uh, no, where's dude, the snake lady at? Oh my at? god, dude, the snake lady basically got her titties just like popping right Bro, out. It's nuts. Snake lady can get it. Let's yeah, go, Mama Dora. You gotta, yeah, I'm this series to... like hella horny. It's I, awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the one, there's like a still image on Steam where you're, it's saying like your highness. So I guess they're talking to a princess. This is one busty princess. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the dude. elf lady. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what I'm talking yeah so i'm excited for the, the next momodora game i i'm wondering if this is the end of the series um because they mm. say the latest installment but it's called moonlit oh. farewell go to go so, to one go to 110 on that first video on their steam page 110 baby. Oh, okay, okay right okay, before it's about to end just got there's like she's just got pasties on okay 110 let's let's see what's up we gotta oh shit <laughs> Yeah, the, the there's some there's some uh, buxom busty ladies in the Momodora yeah. series. Momodora. It's pretty intense. Literally, like in Reverie Under the Moonlight, there's a boss fight where you just punch this giant's titties. Like it's, it's pretty insane. It's so funny because Momodora, like they they just keep doing the same thing. Where anytime you watch these games or look at these games, you could be so fooled because a whole minute goes by and you're like. Some good gameplay. This is a really nice looking Metro. And then you're like, whoa, tits. What is that? <laughs> they just come out it's of nowhere. It's all about that fan service. It's, it's the, the game series really teeters between like just fantastic gameplay elements and like really cool lore and fan service in a way that I very much enjoy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Big Josh boys. So <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm super interested in it. I'm, I'm almost wondering if this is going to be the the last game as well because I had briefly talked to the developer on Twitter a long time ago, like a couple of years ago, about the development of like Minoria, and they mm. seemed pretty down about it. They did mm. not seem very happy, uh, mostly weird. because like there was a negative reaction to the game because um, it does have like a different art style. Moonlit Farewell goes back to the old art style, but Minoria right. is a little bit different, which I got to remember. That's one of the games in my backlog. I got to rem- make sure I beat this year. But yeah, it's I, I'm excited for Momodora Moonlit Farewell. Thank you so much to Mr. Chris Penwell for uh, telling me about that bad boy. But we have gone through our indie shout outs, so it is time for our audience questions. Mr. Philip Renshaw, the one bit of Australia, writes in and asks, uh, motherfucker, get out of here. Would you prefer wow. to have your- says? 
No, I was accidentally like clicked on the link still to the Moonlit Farewell and it like oh. popped up right as I was reading and I was like, get oh, the yeah. fuck out of here, bitch. Trying to, trying to give you more of them titties. Exactly. I mean, you never have too many. Uh, writes in and says, would you prefer to have your legs replaced with arms or your arms replaced with legs? I Both of us said that this is a pretty easy question because seemingly you'd either be all arms or all legs. Yeah. Big Josh boy, which one are you choosing? All arms. I want okay, the opposable yeah, That's bones. the only way to do it. Yeah. yeah, I could just pick everything up with every single one of my appendages. Yeah, if it, like it would honestly, imagine if you had just all fucking legs. You wouldn't be able to pick anything up. You'd be you would a just horse. have to like fucking foot job everything. You know what I mean? Like that's some dumb shit. I mean, some people are into that. I would hate that so much. That's a big thing. And kink I got thick some. thighs, bro. I couldn't fit into any of my shirts. You know, well, I don't true. got a thigh yeah. gap. Bro, I rub holes in every would pair it, of pants. Well, so, I just okay. have to buy new pants. <laughs> would they be as, you know how legs, you know, arms you can kind of like noodle around where I feel like limb, legs are usually a bit more stiff where they just kind of like. Yeah, you just be like this. So would you just have to be like this in your <laughs> shirt? You'd be like, oh, I'm a scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little weird. That would, that would definitely be weird. So yeah, arms is definitely the way to go. Plus yeah. like you could do so much dope shit with just arms. Like it's awesome, you know? Yeah. Think about there climbing trees. Easy question, Mr. Philip. Uh, and then they're just like, hey, let's ruin your life. So to keep up with the body horror theme, if your butt was to be replaced with the head of a celebrity that could talk to you, I love specifically that like they're sentient. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they know what's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, which celebrity would you choose? Big Josh boy, initially when he was like coming up with his idea for this, he was like, it has to be someone I hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, because here's the thing. I was like, okay, I started out with this question thing and like, okay, who do I like and who do I want to spend time talking to, especially if they can talk to me? And then I was like, but if they're my butt, I'm still going to have bodily functions. And you can't, yeah, you've got to fart and you got to fart and you got to go poo it. right through them. So yeah. it's like, a person I respect or want to talk to isn't going to have the same, you know, after that first poo, it's going to be a, a much different conversation between them. And then it's like, okay, well, I might as well do it for someone I hate so that I have to foot. I'd be like, hey, you fucking piece of shit. Here you go. And then just poop right out their mouth and be like, I'm just going to keep this one here for you. Um, the only thing that sucks about that is you could go too far where you're like, yeah, I would sucks. love to like, yeah, that's the only thing that sucks about this, uh, which is like, I would love to have like Richard Spencer on my ass. So it's like, oh yeah, this like neo-Nazi has to smell my dank fart, like rank farts. You know what I mean? Right. But also I would just have to hear his yeah, fucking neo-Nazi ravings all the time. And people would yeah. be like, what did you say Vaughn? And I was like. I didn't it's say not anything. It's, it's my, my butt. <laughs> it would be very weird. Also, though, like, dude, I suction cup the stink in when I'm taking a deuce. So, like, they're going to be stewing. I don't know if they could breathe in there. My butt might die, you know? Ooh. Yeah, that, like, is a, that is a weird one. I don't know. You think I, you'd have to feed them? Like, do they I'm, have, like, the reverse digestion would, process? If you fed them, would it just would come I out of their mouth or mouth? would you poop? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into that at all. <laughs> You're like, uh, this is just getting worse the further it goes. Like, it, would you have to feed them so it didn't die? You know? Yeah. Like, I don't would have to feed my Would you be able to so feel them die. or would they feel you? 
You know, like if you're Solid sitting on your questions. butt, you know how you feel? You, I could feel my butt right now because I'm sitting on it. Would I yeah. feel their face being squished or would they just be like, I'm in pain and I'm be like, I've got a normal butt right now. Like, you know, every it? time you like sit down and you leave like a butt indent, it would just be a face. Everywhere. Yeah. Like, it'd be so weird. It'd be like Michael Scott in the concrete outside Dunder Mifflin. It's just like this weird <laughs> face indent. But they would be like struggling to breathe. So it would just be like a, a scream of horror all the time. They were like, ah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, think- who would you choose, Big Joshua? I, mean, I cannot even begin to one i don't really care too much about celebrities so i don't really want to talk to anyone i don't i don't care about them okay um there are people who are good actors and that's great and i'll watch their movies and i like it but i don't like i don't think i'm the type of person who really like has a role model or a type of person that i'm like oh i plus i wouldn't want it in that context would be like great i finally get to meet jim carrey as my ass like (laughs) He'd be perfect in the role, though. He's, he's so good at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would. Um, yeah, I guess if it had to be positive, maybe Jim Carrey. I like him. Seems like a cool dude. If I had to hate him, I don't know. Uh, Bill Cosby, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like pudding popping you and it's just yeah. all sorts of different. Um, this one is a little bit more difficult because it's like... I also, yeah, I don't want to, like, talk to any celebrities, but also, like, I want somebody that I would be okay with torturing, but that would be tame enough to where I don't get murdered by people because my ass is talking to them, like, which is actually kind of hilarious because my mother-in-law apparently used to fart and then tell my wife that her butt was talking to her, which I still think is, like, the funniest thing. So, uh, (laughs) um... I gotta like I gotta choose somebody that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. But I don't think that they would be like outwardly terrible. I mean like you'd think like Mel Gibson seems like a good one, but then he might just be like throwing out some anti like anti Semitism. That's you know? true. That's true. And I can't I, I won't. Well, I, I won't guess stand I could just this. Yeah, I guess I could just be okay with always having that conversation. Where I'm just like, you know, I was given one wish. I rubbed a lamp inside an antique store. A genie popped out. They were like, hey, uh, you can have one wish, but it has to be butt related. And I was like, oh, man, I'm a real big fan of butt stuff. And they were like, no, but like a weird butt related. And they were like, yeah. OK, see, that's, so see, that's another I guess thing. I'll choose this person's face on my butt <laughs> is I don't like that because like what if I want to do butt stuff with my wife? You know, I can't. Now she's just Fair making out point. with a guy, you know, <laughs> You're like, no, Bill, you don't get to kiss my wife. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) To them, it would just be a gag. It wouldn't even be a butt plug. Uh, So, I mean, if I really had to choose somebody, I'm just trying to choose an actor that I don't despise, but I'd be totally fine with pooping out of their mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's the sweet spot. Well, I mean, it could be like any celebrity. So I guess it could be a musician as well. I'm trying to. That's true. You know what? I'm going to choose a country star because I fucking hate country. Let's go with like Kenny Chesney. I don't even know what that guy looks like, but Mm. I've heard his songs far too many times, you know, in my life. I'm sick of it. You get to be my butt, bitch. Fuck you. You know? Got him. 
I know. If I ever see that guy in person, I, he might be dead. But if I ever see him in person, I'd be like, I just want to let you know you're on my list. And he'd be like, oh, like your fuck list? Like you're the ones that you can get like a hall pass for with your wife? And I'm like, no, the list of people that I would be okay if their face was my ass. <laughs> Uh, the fact be that you a have very a list interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, be an interesting conversation to have. Uh, and to just cap it off with some actual gaming related content, uh, Phil also writes in and says, "So Activision Blizzard uh, has been basically purchased by Microsoft. Will it be a net negative or positive for the industry?" Big Josh, boy, what do you think, bro? Xbox wins. They've got Candy Crush. Really? <laughs> That's the thing That's, I Candy Crush. You're like, Call of Duty, back burner. Candy Crush, all the way. All the way. Bro, it's not even It's not even a game anymore, all right? Console I mean, Wars Candy Crush comes fucking pre-installed on, like, every Windows PC, by the way, and it's fucking annoying. <laughs> like, when I set up my PC and had Windows, it was like, you've got Candy Crush, and I was like, but why, though? You know? Like, <laughs> because I didn't ask for it's that. Microsoft owns now. Yeah. It's so, the good stuff. I, I so to look at this as a more like realistic or just serious tone. I think this is very interesting for a lot of reasons. Um, a week or so before this happened, uh, Phil Spencer was talking about how like he was really disappointed with uh, Blizzard and Activision and like their treatment <laughs> of people, and then is like, but also they're mine now, which is it seems very hypocritical. But also you could kind of be like, well, maybe he'll change things and Microsoft will make it a better place for people. Seemingly, they have a good track record of kind of like, uh, I don't want to say fit. Well, that's, see, that's the weirdest, weird thing is because Xbox has a track record of being good to developers, but in situations where they're already like running well and being like, you keep doing your thing, buddy. But this is yeah, a situation where you can't we've do heard that. Them, yeah. <laughs> if anything, we've heard them being like pretty hands, hands off, off as long as things are going well. And it's like, they're can't, not though. Can't do it this time, Microsoft. Like you got to step in. So I, I think it's super interesting from that perspective, but also from like the Sony perspective is uh, they already had, you know, the, the, the conference where they said, Hey, nothing's really like, ultimately changing right away for the short term but down the road you know what happens when xbox decides call of duty is ours and it's only on microsoft's own product like pc and xbox i don't think they'll do that in the immediate future i think you still have another five years or so with call of duty so it really doesn't matter in this short term uh, span because it's ultimately a net win for them to put it on multiple areas because they'll get such uh, an increase in money from just all the copies of that game that they'll sell since it's also so... like microtransactions as well right exactly like they make like, a lot of money off microtransactions like they don't need to worry about the money side of things because they're already doing relatively well like if you look at the numbers of consoles that are being sold for ps5s versus like series x and s's the the amount is fairly close it's like a couple million off which sounds like a lot but it's not in comparison to how many have been sold um which is a good thing granted down the road they want might want to say like no we're gonna crush them but xbox also like microsoft's approach hasn't really felt like they're trying to crush anyone they're just trying to become someone who stirs the pot a lot in this industry so i don't think they're trying to kill sony 
if they're really voicing their opinion on ideals of like, you know, we want competition. So it stirs up better things for the industry in general. Um, granted you could say that and not really mean it. That's super easy to do. Um, but I think that Sony still has the, like, yes, it might kill the audience of the people who are just like, I got a PlayStation cause it's what all my buddies have. And we play call of duty and sports games or whatever the fuck. But like, you're still going to have a ton of Sony fans who want it for the Sony exclusives that already exist. The God of Wars, the Horizon Zero Dawns, you know, like those games are still out there and they're not going anywhere. Like this was still a third party type entity that they bought. Now, if they were like, we got Santa Monica Studios and we bought them somehow, I'd be like, that's that's bad news. Right. But like otherwise, fuck it. Like PlayStation will figure it out. Like they're not they're not going to be like hurting that much like granted they lost billions of dollars in their stock recently but like stock market is fucking that shit goes up and down all all the time that doesn't mean nothing yeah the the activision blizzard purchase is so weird because it's so multifaceted like i i am excited i guess or i'm like cautiously optimistic about the prospect of microsoft purchasing them because like one it it actually like it almost pro- like it, it is probably going to go through, but it could not like they did purchase them. But there are like some basically some uh, different whole like hoops that they have to jump through to make mm-hmm. sure like, oh, they can't be basically developing in monopoly. So the government right. could of be course, like, of nah, course, yeah, let's not do that. Um, but if they do purchase them, I'm excited for the prospect of Microsoft taking over. And since they have had this sort of like allow people to run their own ship as long as they're doing good things since they have had that with so many developers before i think it frees them up to kind of like i i think activision blizzard and all of the studios that are encompassed within that need to be micromanaged for the most part at least for a little while to make sure that they do meld with the microsoft studios culture and that you know they get away from all the like sketchy business practices bobby kotick is supposedly going to step down once the deal goes through yeah which i'm happy about but also he's gonna come out of this with billions of dollars so it's like he's still uh, a winner in the end like yeah I'm both happy and annoyed with that, but whatever. Um, I think it's really, really, I think it's cool, but also I think it's a little bit weird. Like you were talking about Microsoft not wanting to win necessarily. And I, I don't think Microsoft is trying to win any sort of console war. I don't think that they are in that mindset. Instead, I think they're trying to change the landscape of gaming. And right Mm -hmm. now they hold a massive, they 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 hold like a massive advantage when it comes to negotiating with Sony as to how exactly the games industry moves forward where Microsoft has been on the Xbox Game Pass and like subscription service train for a while yeah, and for sure. since this acquisition a lot of people are saying like if they threaten to take away Call of Duty or something, is it possible that Xbox Game Pass comes to PlayStation? Is it possible that like Mm -hmm. the two kind of have to work together now because Microsoft holds these fucking crazy nukes now? Like granted, um, Sony has said that as far as they know, Call of Duty will stay on that platform for 
the duration of their contracts. Right. But we exactly. don't know exactly how, how long, long those contracts yeah. are. Yeah. And like the Call of Duty League is through Sony. We don't know exactly what those contracts say or anything. Right. The one thing that I'm really worried about is Sony's response to this. Because I'm so terrified that they are going to go the way of what a lot of fanboys want them to do, which is purchasing someone of their own. And I'm like, please don't do that. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to publish. They're going to fucking purchase Square Square Enix Enix now. And I'm like, don't. Just don't do that because then it really becomes that arm race of like escalation. Like, who are they going to buy next? How are they going to one up them? Sony does not have the capital to do that with Microsoft. They just don't. Like. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a fact. Microsoft can drop several billion dollars versus the yeah. like one of the biggest acquisitions for Sony recently was like Insomniac and that was like a couple hundred million. Like right. which is that's a lot of money, but Microsoft just shelled just out like I think it was like 68 billion dollars for yeah. fucking like Activision Blizzard. Yeah. So I'm so terrified like I was I was been thinking about this today uh, because I saw this question and the the thing that I can really like in this too, and this is obviously like Lord of the Rings fans will get this, everyone else won't. If you're a fucking, I don't know, like a fantasy nerd, you'll get it. But it's like being Elrond or Samwise watching both Isildur and Frodo like dangling over the edge of Mount Doom with the one ring and they're just like, oh, I think I'll throw it in. And you're just like, it could mean catastrophe if you didn't. So and but it's obviously like if they did, I don't want them to purchase a Square Enix. Instead, I would like Sony to just kind of like keep going with what they're doing as long as this vague like uh, what is it? A history on the platform or something like that. As long as Call of Duty and like the Elder Scrolls and Fallout series, and I guess some other series, we don't exactly know what's going to be uh what's going to be exclusive to yeah. Microsoft consoles well, I think, yet. I think Starfield is exclusive, right? Starfield is, but yeah. it doesn't have a legacy on PlayStation right, platforms. Right, that's true. That's very true. That's like the vague terminology that they're using yeah. is like the legacy, I believe is how they say it, versus like Elder Scrolls, Fallout, like they they do in a sense, but right, right. you can find ways around think- that. And like with their acquisition of Mojang or Mahjang, however you want to say it, the developers of Minecraft, they've kept it on all these platforms. Right, yeah. So I I hope that it behooves Microsoft enough to not start making things exclusive, like a Call of Duty or anything like that, Um, because I think that will kind of force Sony's hand to try to purchase somebody else. Instead, I think Sony should just keep going the way they're going, only purchasing studios that they actually have a history with, like Housemark, like Insomniac, continue to do stuff like that. They purchased Nix's, but that was to make PC ports, which is something that they obviously want to do, as like Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Days Gone have all come to PC. Mm -hmm. And if anything... What I think they should do and what they have already should have done is started to invest more in indie developers to get people like stuff to play on their console right now because there's just a dearth of shit to play on PlayStation 5. There's really no reason to own it for the most part. Unless you want those specific exclusives, which I think is like that's PlayStation selling point. Right. And that's kind of why I was saying like nothing really changes for PlayStation, at least in the immediate future. And if they if Xbox is you know, uh, keeping up with this legacy idea, then nothing really changes. Um, I like it as a positive for the industry because I'm hoping that this does 
push those, you know, the, the inner workings of those companies to change up, right? Like management changing yeah. to create a better environment for those people working from a holistic perspective of like where the industry is going. Yeah. I can see that, you know, from your point, if like PlayStation purchased a bunch of things now, like that might create this, uh, this kind of just this space of like, you know, you can only have like, it creates this area of just forcing people to always have both consoles, which kind of sucks because not everyone has the money to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not consumer friendly. Right. Which is against the idea of what like Xbox is always trying to push for. I'd be very surprised if Xbox tried to buy anyone else after this. Cause it would be, uh, a clear, um, like it would be very obvious that they are talking one thing and doing another if that was the yeah. case, because like at this point, Xbox, you've made your point. Like you have games now. Chill out. Um, There's supposedly rumors that they might purchase Sega. That is the other thing that I've heard, which is interesting. <laughs> I can. So I can see it because they do have um, a relationship with Sega and they have a number of games that have that are like through them. Uh, but like. I feel like that would be too much because we that are, would be a bridge too far. Yeah. Cause like we're getting to a point where the monopoly idea is a bit, uh, a real thing just because, and don't get me wrong. Like I love that they're doing this from a consumer perspective because put everything on game pass. Like I'll play things that come there because I'm already paying for that subscription and it's just free games for me in a way. But also I'm real nervous about this because now you keep getting all these games are going to be like, well, I guess game pass has got to go up. Got to make the price increase, right? Like too many games, yeah. too many things. How does it become lucrative for Xbox at a certain point? So at the same time, I also don't want that because I don't want to pay more, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that anything is going to change in the immediate future. I think it just depends on what starts becoming an exclusive. I think PlayStation is still going to be fine and people are going to want PlayStation for their specific exclusives. Like the studios that are a part of PlayStation are really good at doing what they do, which is those you know, single player story experiences, which yeah, even if it's just one type of game. <laughs> yeah. But that's enough. But they do a good job. Yeah. They do a good yeah. If you do something really well, then people will flock to it. And I think that they've nailed that down where they are consistently good at throwing out very high rated games. And for that, like they're still gonna do fine. I'm sure that if Call of Duty did go exclusive to Xbox, it would make a, a pretty bad impact on like their player base, but I don't think it would be an immediate thing either. Yeah. I, I definitely think, like I said before, what decides if this is a negative or positive is not this acquisition. I almost don't even think it's like Microsoft's handling of this because we have a vague idea of what it's going to be. It's really just Sony's answer to it. If they decide that they need to go on, any sort of like a purchasing spree if if they decide because you know that Sony is going to make those games exclusive. They're, they're not going to be shooting for multi-plats. It's not what they sure. do for the most part. And hey, you spent fucking money on it. Why? I get it. Like I'm not I'm I'm not trying to disparage Sony for actually like 
keeping games that they paid money for. Exclusives suck for a lot of people. I totally get that, but I don't. Yeah, you paid money for it. I get it. I get why you'd want to do that. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think it could damage the industry for the most part if we just started getting in what would be a true console war where people were like just trying to make their console the absolute not even best way best place to play games but it's just like their console has if you want to play call of duty you literally have to own xbox otherwise you can't play it or or any of these things otherwise like right yeah. now we're I, we're pretty solid. We're pretty like central when it comes to it, where you can pick up any third party game, like some first party games you can pick up outside of it. Obviously, if you have PC, it's a little bit different, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that they'll make Call of Duty at the very least. Uh, a like it's it's obviously a first party studio or it's going to be a first party now, but I don't think that they'll make it exclusive, especially because of how much money it makes. But I do think what's going to happen is that it's not going to be. Once the contract is over with Sony, I don't think that you'll see the hardcore like PlayStation rep or like representation that it has now mm. where maps come first to PlayStation or whatever. Right. Um, like that would be the difference is you'd get like cosmetic things. You would get special events that are Xbox specific. You would get special you know, whatever types of uh, different things that would come first or only show up on Xbox. Because it does make sense that something like those type of games are on a multi-platform aspect because you want a large player base when it comes to a multiplayer game. So yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense that PlayStation would have those games that are like, it's a single player game. It's exclusive to us. Like you need our console. Just the same where like I would expect you know, something like a fable or, you know, any of those newer games from Xbox to be specifically just Xbox. But when it comes to these like very highly multiplayer, you want as many people as you can get in the door because there's things like, you know, the the cosmetics or the the different, you know, battle pass or whatever they create for it. Like you want more people in there to give you more money and you also want more people in there so that the player experience is better. Like you're not waiting in queues because there's not enough players around like I definitely agree with you that I don't see that it'll just be like, oh, we're exclusive now. It's only that. But like Xbox would still make their money. Like, granted, it's going to yeah. take a while to make up, you know, billions, but like they're still going to make that money every time someone buys a copy, every time someone buys something in game because it goes to Xbox, whether or not you're playing on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm very interested to see how this like purchase affects and the the change in like what should be the change in studio culture with a lot of these games that are like ongoing when it comes uh, like I'm talking about like Call of Duty Warzone. I'm interested to see how that changes. I wonder if it even will because they when you purchase like the teams that work on Call of Duty Warzone, it's kind of a if it if it's not broke, don't fix it. You're making money. Why change it? But like World of Warcraft right now is in a lot of turmoil. A lot of people aren't playing it anymore. A lot of people are kind of upset with the state of the game. So I'm wondering how Microsoft would change that and if yeah. they will. And and like yeah. Overwatch, how is that going to go? Because for the most part, Blizzard has abandoned it like we've got overwatch 2 coming out but they have for the most part just from what i understand not given a shit 
about Overwatch for the past like two years. Yeah, that's um, very, they gave up on StarCraft. They've very done a on lot brand for Blizzard. They just yeah, they've done a lot. So I'm excited. I'm I'm most interested to see how those things change. Yeah, but we won't see that for years to come. Like Microsoft's impact on this, we won't see for probably like it. it won't even go through and tell. 2023 so we yeah. don't even know what's going to happen at the very lowest rung until 2023 and then even then we won't actually start to see these changes in studio cultures and how yeah. games are being developed or how any of these game like development teams are actually going to change or games are going to change until probably i would say 2025 at the earliest yeah. is when we'd see any actual change from this purchase mm-hmm. but all i'm saying is bring crash 4 to xbox game pass uh supposedly uh, a lot of people are like i'm actually really a lot of people are really excited because um the developers that did crash 4 got were then, then taken off of, of that hell. yeah and they were yeah. yeah put on working on call of duty and a lot of people are like sweet microsoft says that they want to pull up a bunch of these old ips like crash bandicoot yeah. and stuff like that so maybe you're gonna get toys for bob back and they're gonna be making I, some fucking crash shit I or some so. spyro i love me some crash yeah, but I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. It's definitely not something that you can give a definite this is a positive or this is a negative because it could go either way. It just entirely depends on how Sony reacts to this and what Microsoft changes because if they do purchase Activision Blizzard and nothing changes, the studio culture is still garbage, then I think their games are going to suck and Microsoft is going to be the one catching the brunt of this. And it's because they won't have Bobby Kotick to blame anymore. Right. Which Bobby Kotick did a bunch of fucked up shit. So I'm not saying that he's a scapegoat in any way. Dude's a garbage person. But like they won't have that easy person to blame. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but that is the end of this show. Thanks everyone so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us outside of these episodes, be sure to hit us up at IndiePod on Twitter. You can follow me, Vaughn at Hyde Legion. You can follow Josh at the, uh, er, yeah, at the underscore George 90. I was like, totally thrown off. Uh, you got be it. You sure. Got there. To check out our developer interview with Shotgun Anaconda. That one goes live on the 26th of January. Just each and every Wednesday, we got new developer interviews. Check them out. They're talking about the game Velocity Noodle. Check out the IndiePod store over on Teespring. Head over to YouTube and you can watch these episodes. All sorts of fun stuff. Leave us reviews on iTunes and Spotify or just any place in which you can do so. Helps us out a bunch. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons. Oh, I got like a burp in there. Nice burp. But I also vaguely felt like I was going to throw up. So I was like, I, I hate those. Up. Those are um, bad. Yeah, they're not fun. I uh, thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at the $3 tier or higher. If you give us any amount of money or any amount of your time, you are amazing and we love you for it. Uh, thank you so much to Ryan, Ethan, a gamer for fun. John. It's just, yeah. Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the weapon emperor of Australia and Sam Fillion from Canada, thank you all so much. You're all so amazing. And we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.